Dante, and Dante. welcome, <laughs> welcome to this episode of Tribal Wisdom Stories. My name yes. is Jessica Wawu, and our honorable guest today is Chief Bill Erasmus from the Dene First Nation. Bill and I met a few years ago at Bear Butte, South Dakota when I was just beginning to form the plans and actions for tribal wisdom and was looking for advice from elders and experts to set it up ethically and culturally appropriately. And Bill agreed to go on a walk and talk there. And later we also met in New York at the United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues in. 2019 and he's been a member of the tribal wisdom council of elders and advisors and the last time we spoke it dawned on us how rich the conversations are and we agreed to see how it goes if we record our conversations to share this to the listeners so that's the most that i plan to speak tonight <laughs> Over to you, Bill, to allow you to introduce yourself and where you're coming from. Okay. Uh, my name is uh, Bill Erasmus. Um, I'm from the Denny Nation, which is in Northern Canada. Uh, we are members of Treaty 8. Our treaty uh, is between our nation and uh, Great Britain, which, which occurred in um, 1899 and 1900. Um, the peace and friendship, it's a peace and friendship agreement. We also have another treaty which happened in 1921. And um, the reason I mentioned the treaties is that it's the foundation of our relationship with um, outside people. And um, um, in Great Britain, um, in 1763, a declaration was made to, uh, to recognize our peoples as nations and to no longer just come into our territories. It required Great Britain to enter into treaties with us because they recognized us as nations and landowners. So it is significant. Uh, Canada didn't have the authority to enter into treaties at that time. So the our agreements are directly with the British and uh, we have a, a unique special relationship with them. And um, um, it's recognized in the Canadian constitution. So Canada's uh, legally obligated to uphold and protect those rights that, uh, that flow from, from those agreements. Um, uh, I was chief many years for uh, for my people, and uh, when I left office, they they gave me an honorary uh, title of chief. So I maintained the, the title of chief uh, even though I'm not in office officially. So uh, it's a pleasure to 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 talk with you. Oh no, the pleasure and the honor is all mine. Thank you, and and thank you for outlining also the. Um, the setting when it comes to the treaties. Could you tell me a little bit more about the, the Dene Nation, Dene First Nation? Okay, the Dene, 
the Dene, we are um, we are uh, Northern Athabascan peoples uh, in the books. That's what we're called. And um, we have been in our territory since time immemorial. The archaeological record uh, dates back to at least uh, 15, 20,000 years. Um, we are hunters and gatherers. Um, we have a huge territory. Our people are in uh, what is now um, the Northwest Territories in Canada, in the Yukon Territory, in Alaska, the provinces of British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, uh, south into the United States, um, as far as uh, Mexico. And uh, it includes other tribes in the south, like the Navajo, the Apache, the Comanche, um, Hoopas, other tribes. And um, to give people a, a, an idea of, um, so they can relate a little bit more, Geronimo, the famous uh, warrior and leader of his people, was also Dene from the south. So we, um, in our territory, uh, as you can imagine, it's, uh, it's, it's the north, it's part of the Arctic, subarctic and, and the Arctic. So we come from a very um, uh, cold climate and uh, we have adapted to that. We, we have our own way of uh, living, our own way, our own worldview. And uh, we've relied on that for all of these years to, uh, to thrive in our own environment. Could you tell me a little bit more about that worldview, Bill? Well, we, um, we believe that um, in the beginning, the world was, was made um, in such a way that um, the, the stars, the universe, um, the planets, uh, all of that was was made first. And um, when the earth was formed, uh, the animals were here before us, the dinosaurs and so on. And um, we as people came last. We were put on the earth last. And so uh, it, that is really significant because it means all of the animals, the birds, the insects, the water, the earth, everything, the wind, the sun was here before us. And in our way, that means they're older than us or they, they, they have more wisdom than us because, because they were here first. And so we, we came last and our major role is to take care of what came ahead of us, to preserve it and, and, and to care for it and to love it. So um, we, it's, it's, it's like the opposite from the modern worldview where, where we are everything and we dominate and we control everything, which is a very um, unhealthy view of the world. So uh, it contrasts, uh, it's a contrasting worldview 
from from uh, what we find today and sometimes it's quite difficult and uh, not easy to to manage but but it means um, we have to uphold our own uh, thinking mm -hmm. and uh, carry on as we always did when you talk about the the style of leadership i'm sure there's uh, you know you've seen all types of leaders worldwide and and you know traditionally the leadership practices that are in your culture could could you tell me how chiefdom is structured or kind of the organizational structure around your nation well we we are based on uh, our leadership is based on families as families uh, we have um, our own territories that we've always had um, up until um, the 1960s and 70s we relocated into uh, communities but our land areas are still connected. We're still connected to those land areas. And so we're, as families, we, we, uh, we're in control of our territory and we work with the other families. There's a complicated system that brings us together. Uh, for example, if, if we wanna go for caribou and we need to go through someone else's territory, we have protocols to get there. And, and, and that's reciprocated the other way. So, um, but um, it means, but then we're, we're also part of a greater nation. And so we have always had uh, the family leaders, but then we've had the, the tribal leaders also. And so the way we work today, where we're primarily in communities or in settlements, uh, we have, we have, uh, we choose, a, we choose, we choose a leader amongst us at the community level, but then we're also based on regions. In our territory, we have five different regions, and then we have a regional leader, and then when we bring everybody together, then it's the nation's leader, and that's the role I played for many years. Um, and, and it works in such a way that. Um, if you have any authority, it's delegated to you by the individuals or, or by the people. So you don't um, have any kind of absolute power over people. It's authority that people uh, provide to you that stems from them. And a lot of the decision-making is based on consensus. So everyone agrees and we move forward. Um, so that's how it works. And, and say if we were to go hunting, um, it would depend on where we were hunting because we're going into someone's territory. Generally, we go into someone's territory, those people are in charge. But then they could say, well, uh, we're in charge, but um, Alfred is the best caribou hunter amongst us. So um, he's in charge. And, and amongst us, it's really important to know who's in charge for, for a whole number of reasons. Um, and we, we have a saying where people say, Ami Kawo, that means who's the boss or who's in charge? Who do we, who do we look to? And um, 
So um, those kinds of um, decisions are there to make. Same as if we go fishing, whatever we're doing, we, we, we need to know who's in charge and, and to make sure uh, we all uh, do well, we survive, we're in good hands. And it makes sense because if you're in a, you know, like my father's age, uh, my father's generation, they hunted by dog team and they, they would um, they'd be on the land out in the barren lands where there's no trees. Um, so they had to take wood with them to make fire. And um, they'd hunt in, in, in uh, very little, almost 24 hour dark, darkness. Um, you had to you had to know the skills. You had to know the land. You had to have the confidence in your in yourself and the people with you. And so you 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 had to be able to contribute. And um, so it was very important to to know other people's skills and and how you can rely on them. Yeah, and also using uh, traditional knowledge for decision making. Yeah. Right. To what extent are you able to apply that in within the Arctic Council? The Arctic Council uh, recognized uh, indigenous knowledge um, when it was established. Um, in fact, in fact, uh, the way the Arctic Council started was they had a round of uh, talks on how to set it up, and we we initially wanted to have uh, the, the eight Arctic states and the indigenous peoples from those particular areas to be able to sit down and discuss the issues on an equal basis, to have an equal vote. Uh, the states came back to us and said, well, we, we really can't set it up that way, but we have no problem with you being at the table um, and to participate in all of the working groups and however we set it up. So we talked about it and we came back and said, well, okay, uh, why don't we set it up so that it's based on consensus? And, and so that was our way of including our own decision-making process to, to ensure that things were not passed without our approval. So that, that's our part of our decision-making. It, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's traditional knowledge um, or, or indigenous knowledge being included in the decision-making process at the Arctic Council. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the only body that includes indigenous peoples, the international body that includes indigenous people at that level. The UN is far behind us. It uh, doesn't really include our people at, at any, at any, uh, in any significant way. Um, the Arctic Council, we're, we're involved to the full degree, we have our, our own secretariat, the Indigenous People's Secretariat that works with the Arctic Council Secretariat and uh, we function at a, at a very high level. So uh, people can take, uh, can take notice and uh, an example from it. Yeah, yeah. I know we're running out of time, but I'm, I'm so I could, you know, we can always talk forever, but um, just on that topic, um, are there vast differences between, in this case, the indigenous peoples that are representing, um, that are represented in the Arctic Council, 
on decision making, for instance, or or is that more or less the same? You said. Consensus. You mean you mean do the indigenous people make decisions differently? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. People make decisions based on their own histories and and, and their own territories. Uh, we 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 don't impose on on each other. Uh, we recognize that. Uh, um, People have their own integrity, and and uh, it's a whole diplomatic process. So you can't uh, you can't impose on each other. Uh, we are we are different. Um, we have different historical realities. Like for example, a lot of the uh, other indigenous people don't have the treaties that I mentioned. Um, the Sami in. Uh, in, in uh, Scandinavia, for example, have a different historical background. Their, their people are in uh, Sweden, Norway, Finland, uh, Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, they, have, they have different uh, different realities that they have to bring into account when they make decisions. Uh, we respect that. Um, we have uh, people there from Russia. The organization that represents them is called RIPON. And it's a huge area, which includes uh, similar terrain, uh, like the the uh, the the barren lands or the um, yeah the where where there are no trees that I mentioned earlier, um, the tundra. Mm -hmm. We have similar similar uh, animals. They they also have caribou, reindeer. Yeah. So. We respect each other and uh, sometimes we have to deal with an issue for a long time before we come to agreement. And, and that's okay because that, that respects each other's uh, realities. Yeah, and how do you say thank you in Athabasca? Thank you, uh, we say masi, masi cho. Masi cho. Masi, yeah, masi is thank you and then cho is a, a big thank you. Okay. Cho. cho means big. It's big. It's a grande. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think I think we may have gotten that word from the French, like merci, but we yeah. say mussy. Okay. Uh, we, yeah. In a, in our uh, language, uh, the French the French uh, came in our territory before the English. So uh, some of our words are are we we have French words that we adopt into our language. So when I say for sharing your story, Bill. I'll say Masicho, Bill. And uh, yes. And then we if you say that, then we say Asantele. Asantele, that means it's okay, everything is good. Asantele. Asantele is to be pronounced it very good. <laughs> yeah. So I mean we can talk more, but that gives you a little bit to work with. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm I'm super happy that we uh, got this time together, as always. Yes. And uh, um, until we meet again, and perhaps we will have questions come in from other listeners on themes that we might want to dive into next time, and we'll see where it flows. Okay, well, um, I'd be happy to talk about, to, to discuss more with you. Let me know how this goes, and uh, we'll go from there. We will. Sounds and thank great. you for all the great work that you do and, and, and the energy you have. It's wonderful. Good mm -hmm. to see. You.
Thank you. Thanks for supporting us really from day one. It's, it's been amazing. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Okay. See you soon. Okay. Thank you again. Yeah.